Hello everyone, welcome to Mastermind.fm. This is Jean Galea and with me I have Joseph Galea and today we'll be talking to Igor Spontus, the founder of Bulk Estate, one of the most successful real estate platforms in, uh, in Europe and specifically operating in Latvia. Why Latvia? We'll be discussing everything in this episode, the real estate space there, what type of properties they look for, and what type of investments they are offering on this platform. Balka State, in fact, offers not only crowdfunding, but also the group buying scheme, which is unique among all the real estate platforms that I've seen so far. So we'll be taking a deeper dive into that, as well as all other aspects of Balka State. So without further ado, I welcome Igor to the show. Before we start, a short word from our sponsors. Now I have two sponsors for this episode, WP RSS Aggregator and Spotlight. Both of them are WordPress plugins and let me tell you how they work. So WP RSS Aggregator can be used to import information, blog posts and other content that is based on RSS from other websites and you can use it to create your own website based on this imported content. A good example of what you can create can be seen at eurofinanceblogs.com again it's eurofinanceblogs.com this is a website i built with this plugin and you can see how i managed to aggregate all the news items from various uh, finance blogs in europe so that's one of the use cases that i found very useful for wp rss aggregator now the other plugin spotlight can be used to import instagram images into your website now this can be useful for your own personal website for example to make sure that when people visit your website they can also see the images you have on your social media in this case instagram and it can also be good for those who are selling products in fact with the pro version you are able to import hashtags which means that when people for example customers take photos with your product and hashtag use the hashtag you can then pick up all those photos and import them into your product website not only that but you have the option to curate those images so only the ones the photos from instagram that you want to show up in your website will do so so check those products out it's spotlightwp.com and wprssaggregator.com both of them have free versions on wordpress.org and they operate on a freemius model which means that some features the pro features are available as a pro premium paid version which are available on their respective websites hi igors welcome to mastermind.fm yeah hi guys hello so to start off uh, what i'd like to do igors is to just have you give us a background your personal background and what led to the starting of Balka State? So what, why this platform was created? Yes, I was uh, on numerous conferences. I was, I was selling this. I mean, it's everything is very, very simple. Me, myself and my team, we were always operating with real estate. So what we were doing, we were with large investors in offline, we were buying and selling uh, properties mostly in Latvia. For example, there is a house in Riga, multi-flat house. For example, it's got 30 or 50 flats in it. What we were doing, we were searching for large investors who would buy this house. With our help, obviously, we will divide the profit, we will renovate it, and then we will sell it. And so that was uh, the idea of how we operated, all of my teammates. At what point? 
point we wanted to to have not only those large offline investors because with a large investor whereas only a large investor and he's holding the control of the project sometimes it could go bad because most of the investors that we work with for example they're not familiar with the real estate obviously they want to allocate their money somewhere but the a uh, decision that they're making could influence in a bad way uh, where the project will go so we were all the time searching for the opportunity for the investor i would say for the passive investor and uh, we came up with the idea it was some time now ago i would say in 2015 i would say we came up with the idea that uh, maybe we can we can establish uh, something like a crowdfunding platform and uh to operate in that way that we will have lots of small investors who won't be able to influence the project itself and then we will buy it with the with the investor money we will uh, renovate and we will sell it as well as for example we will lend it to the third parties and uh that's how the platform was established at that period of time at 2015 we will started to make this platform i would say there was only mintus from the normal platforms at that time and mintus unfortunately for us wasn't the the model that we wanted to go i'm just i'm just saying obviously if you are starting business the crowdfunding platform right now it's it's very easy to just copycat uh, some of the best platforms and then there you go you have a platform but in 2015 i think there was a mintus which was very very beautifully in my opinion built but it's consumer loans it's just it's another model and there was a state guru at that time which uh, also the, the guys were very green i would say there was a small platform and we didn't like it as well so we decided that we have to establish our own and we spent almost 2 years to do that and uh, the platform itself all the it part the legislation it was very hard uh, at that time no one knew that uh, what's coming what agreements do we have to have in place what the terms and conditions the privacy policy so it was all from the scratch and then uh, yeah that that's how the bulk estate was established where still operating with the large offline investors that's because uh, if you are having if you are dealing with a real estate where the price is over 2 million for example is just too large to publish it on on a crowdfunding platform i would say it's just very very expensive and it's just too big amount so we're still operating with an offline investors and we're operating with the crowdfunding yeah that's in two words if we're talking about the founding of the platform itself shall we take the position of a new investor as i'll hand over to my dad to kind of go through that Okay, I'm Joseph. Um I'm 64 years old. I'm John's father. I'm an accountant by profession. I've just retired and doing some consultancy business at the moment. I come from the older generation, um e-course. Yeah. Uh, usually in the past until recently, investments like this in real estate would be funded either through a bank loan or say a bond. Mm-hmm. Um especially the large ones. Now why would a developer an investor go to uh, raise money through crowdfunding paying around 15% between 15 and 20% mm-hmm. rather than go to a bank or raise a bond um, at a cost of say maximum 8% 7% That's a very good question especially I would say uh, for 
an old Europe, if 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 I, if I can say that. But if we are speaking with the, for the Baltics, for example, it's quite hard to get a loan in here. So first of all, just to get a loan, for example. You will go to the bank, you will need all those documents, and then the bank, it will take up to three or four months right now to get the positive decision or, or just the decision. So, for example, in three months' time, the bank will say you maybe yes or maybe no, but, for example, but for that time, you will lose this opportunity. If you want to have a great deal, if you want to have a deal when you can earn money to repay the investors and to repay even the bank or, or to just to have a profit, you have to react quite fast. I would say most of the time it's two or three weeks for the maximum, it's one month. So though this kind of speed, I don't know how fast is it and in all Europe, but for this kind of speed in Baltics, only crowdfunding platforms can react. That's the one case. The other case, there is a problem with the, with the, for example, Baltic banks to get a loan, for example, because you will have to have, if you are a company and if you're, for example, if you want to have a loan for 1 million or something, then you have to show that in the past, that your profit in the past is sustainable to repay this loan in the future. So what I'm saying is that, for example, if there would be a monthly payment for this loan of, for example, uh, hundred something thousand, or, or maybe it's ten thousand euros a month, for example, only in, in the interest rate. Then the bank wants you to show the history for at least now it's two years with a policy positive balance. I mean, it's quite easy for a large developer, obviously, to to show uh, numbers like that. But for the small developer, for a medium developer, it's it's very hard to show the numbers. So that's why the people are going to the crowdfunding platforms because I said it's quite faster and it's easier to get because the main thing that we're looking at, obviously, that's the valuation and the property itself. Because every project that we're looking at, what we want to know, how fast we'll be able to get rid of this project in the case of the default. So if, if, for example, if someone is coming to us and he's saying that the guys, there is a house in the city center for with a valuation of 1 million and I want to get from you 600,000 euros, we do have our own valuation experts. So we're sending the guy there and he's say, saying that in a three months time, in a case of the default, we will be able to sell this house very easily for the 800,000 euros, for example. And that's the main concern for us. So with the bank, unfortunately, with them, because they are obliged by the law, there are several more things that they have to look at that are not required uh, from the crowdfunding platform, even though maybe the bank wants to give this money. But it's, it's, it will take him, uh, them uh, three months to just to get an, an agreement from this uh, committee. And then uh, there will be hundreds of other requirements that uh, the developer won't be able to fulfill. I would yeah. agree with you. Um, uh, the banks are getting heavy, a yeah. lot of bureaucracy, a lot of paperwork. On the other hand, however, um, one banker once told me, you know, it was being a little bit difficult with me. I was trying to raise a loan for a company. He told me, when we decline an application, sometimes we'd be doing our client a favor because we have our team, we have our experts, we know the market. If we say no, which is not in our interest in a way because we lose out on the fees, we say no for a reason. 
Therefore, the next question is this. Um, whilst the banks carry out a lot of due diligence and they appoint um, an architect, etc., etc., um, they charge lower interest. Therefore, this higher rate of interest of crowdfunding has to be associated with risk. What are the risk uh, mitigation um, procedures that you would carry out? There is. So, first of all, I would say, obviously, we have uh, lawyers in place, uh, very experienced. So, from the law perspective, we will check uh, this property. Uh, who does it belong to? Are there any loans? Are there any problems? Uh, because there, there could be lots of lots of problems. They're not seen from above. So that, that's the first thing. So the, the other thing, obviously, we're sending, if this is the larger project, so obviously we're checking how does the property, I mean, it's uh, it's technical, uh, how to say it, uh, technically we're, we're checking, for example, if it's if it's a multi-flat house in a city center, obviously we're sending the, the, the technical guys who are saying that, that this house is in normal condition. That we won't, it won't, uh, it won't collapse. For example, in a year, that all all the foundation in in a great shape. Then obviously there's the valuation expert that are going there, which is a, a third party independent, which is making their own due diligence. Then we're double checking this uh, valuation because we do have uh, our own valuation expert who we bought out from Oberhaus, which is. Uh, uh, one of the largest real estate company in the north of Europe. So it's it's uh, Sweden, it's Estonia, it's Latvia, it's it's very large company. So we bought this guy who's got uh, 12 years experience. Not obviously, we're checking the company. If there is any tax debts, uh, if there is any problems with the company, is it going to to the bankruptcy? Is there any process that started uh, for that, or maybe they are stopped, or there are some tax debts, for example, or there some agreement is is uh, with with the tax collector. So there are lots of lots of things that we're double checking, double checking. But the main thing I would say is that all loan agreements are signed as a notary. That means that we are not signing uh, loan agreements in our office. We are signing all the loan agreements with, via the notary. So the notary is obliged to double check all the things that I just mentioned. And uh, the reason why we are doing that is that, for example, in a case of default, uh, we do not have to go to court. If we are having a loan agreement via the notary act, all we have to do, we have just to inform the notary and then in a short period of time, we can go to the auction and sell the property. We do not have to spend this six months or something just to get the court agreement uh, to, to go to the auction. There are lots of things uh, that we're checking uh, before making the positive or negative. Uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Another another point is this: If you go for a bank loan, the bank uh, would fix the loan to value ratio. Yeah. Um, eventually, if it's satisfied, it gives you the money, and then there is the usual follow up on the payments. In your case, what is the loan to value ratio that you accept? The highest that that you accept, and uh, do you have skin in the game? That is, do you invest yourself in each uh, investment? The LCV, I would say, was uh, before the crisis, it was still 70%. But right now, we're looking uh, more closely, I would say, if it's not uh, the main city, then it, it will be till 49% LCV. If it's, if it's a land plot, for example, 
if it's a city center, if it's it's a, with a high liquidity project, we can discuss so that we could give till seventy percent. But it depends again. If it's something something that we know that in in the case of default, and we will be forced to sell it. Uh, we will sell it quite fast because if there is a higher demand, then we could propose 70%. But if we are speaking, for example, I don't know if it's something luxurious, but it's great and the best uh, quality, I think we will give 60% because it, it could be hard to sell. If we're talking for the skin in the game, uh, no, in the crowdfunding projects, we're not uh, participating uh, by, by ourselves. Well, obviously, you are very careful not to have defaults because potential investor would look at the default rate that uh, you have historically. In this respect, yeah. uh, Igor, what is your experience? What is your history in terms of defaults, if you had any? Yeah, that's uh, with the defaults. Uh, what we had before, we had only one, I would say, default right now. There was a loan that was that the person was unable to repay. And because there was a notary act, uh, we were able to get the agreement before the maturity rate. And we overtook without the auction the property. We sold it and we repaid the money. So that was the one. Thanks God, or unfortunately, we had only one. But... Uh, because of the COVID, I would say that maybe we will have uh, one or two defaults. The notary already is informed that there are two projects that are delaying with the payments. And obviously, we're hoping that, that those projects won't go to default. Obviously, we're hoping that we'll be able to get the money back. And because of this, uh, uh, there is a COVID how to say it, legislation right now in place, for example, in Latvia, that till 2nd of September, you are unable to request the money back. So those guys, uh, those projects that are already delayed, they still have some time to repay us. But if we won't receive the money till the 2nd of September, and we are thinking that there are two of those projects, that obviously we will go to the notary and we will go to the auction. And I hope because the LTV for both of those projects are quite low and that the property are very good, I would say there's the LTV for both of them is less than 60%. I don't think that there would be any, any problems. We do have delays right now uh, because of the COVID with uh, three more projects, but uh, we are in, in a constant contact with those persons and uh, it looks like that till September, uh, they will be able to repay us all the money and obviously there will be some fees for the delay. So right now what we're able to do is that, for example, if you have the delay and if you have, uh, for example, interest rate for 14% per annum, that we're keeping those 14% for those delayed days as well because of these fees that we're applying uh, for the delays. So right now, for example, tomorrow we will repay one loan which was delayed for 35 days now because I think it was it should have been repaid on 25th of June. So the investors will receive those 15% per annum for all those 35 uh, days as well, for example. Well, I've seen this case on your website, actually. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> I must say, uh, I have to congratulate you um, in terms of the follow-up that you do and the replies that you give to your clients. And I think they are 
quite fast. Mm-hmm. There, there is no delay in replying to your clients, which is which is very good, I would say. But obviously, during these difficult times of the COVID, people would look at all this and you know think once, twice, three times before putting in their money. But the platforms that do well in this regard and who are diligent and do the follow-up, I think that uh, they stand to gain um, in competitivity with regards to their peers as well. Mm-hmm. In this regard, what uh, kind of follow-up do you provide to your clients? Uh, daily updates, weekly updates, monthly updates? How do you go about it? I would say that before the COVID, uh, everyone, at least as I recall, in every forum, if, if there's someone is writing or, or saying about the Balka State, everyone was saying that Balka State is the most quietest platform that there is because we're not... Uh, communicating with investors in that way that obviously we are replying uh, for for all the comments and and, and the questions, but we never wrote ourselves anything. So what we introduced, we introduced our blog uh, just a few months ago where we're trying to publish a new post at least once in three weeks. Uh, We introduced a YouTube channel as well. Where we're trying right now, we do have the guys who are filming all the projects right now and where we will try to publish at least once a month or maybe a little bit uh, frequently all the videos, what's what's happening with the large projects. And obviously, what we introduced as well, Balkis, they do have a forum for the, each project. So right now, what we're starting to do, we will start and publish uh, any new updates uh, regarding regarding every every project. But if obviously, if there is a problem with the object, with the property, then we're trying to inform our investors on a regular basis. For example, one uh, of our largest ob- objects, which is Alexandra Apartments. Uh, for example, we had a meeting uh, last week with a borrower, and then uh, we will inform today, tomorrow, well, what agreement did we have with this borrower. Maybe it won't fulfill, but we, we thought that obviously you as investor, you just, I think, have to know that, uh, that there is some talks and what he's uh, proposing to us. So we're trying right now to speak much more than we spoke before. So as I said, it's YouTube. It's blogs and there's the forums with the frequently updates regarding every project. Well, my opinion is that you have to strike a balance between the two. Being bombarded by emails is a bit annoying. However, if there is a possibility of a default, I think that it's very important that clients feel that they are being cared for. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, in fact, uh, just to also follow up with my dad, we were discussing earlier this morning the Alexandra project since I had yeah. invested in that. So I was showing him like the forum within the Balka State website. Once you log in, you can go to the project and you'll see the forum where people are asking questions and Baiba is also publishing the updates about mm-hmm. the project. So that's is a good thing. And the blog... I had in fact mentioned that in my review, I think I wrote the review last year. And one of the criticisms that I had mentioned was the fact that there was no blog. So it was hard to yeah. get an idea of what's happening behind the scenes. And so that's yeah, a very yeah, good yeah. step. Yeah, yeah. So now it's introduced and finally, uh, yeah, we're there and we'll try to write as much as possible.
Yeah. Also, because you mentioned earlier that when you started, you were perhaps the one of the only platforms on the market. And nowadays there are like copies of bulk estate. I can just out of the top of my head, I can mention five, six, just in, in the Baltics. And so mm -hmm. it becomes hard for an investor to differentiate between them without having something like the blog, some YouTube videos where you can relate to the people behind the platform. In my opinion, when I invest, I look not only at the offers, but at the people behind the platform. And that's also one of the reasons why we have this podcast where we mm -hmm. can get in touch with the founders or top people and the, and the platforms and see how, how they manage things. Yeah, but uh, there are lots of copycats, but not, not so many platforms operate so from 2016. So it's, uh, it will be four years this December that the Plumbox state is operating. So, and we're doing quite fine. Thanks God. So yeah. Linking to what John is saying, uh, John, you are mentioning the team um, behind all this. When, when dealing with a bank, for example, you are dealing with a number of individuals, a couple, three, four, but as such, you're not dealing directly with them all your, or your life. They can come, they go, but you're dealing primarily with the bank. If I invest with you, what kind of comfort do you give me that uh, if Igor goes, um, somebody else would fill in or how deep is the organization in terms of expertise, legal, finance, uh, marketing, real estate valuation, etc. I would say that we're right now we're a very strong team. I obviously we weren't this strong in 2016 as when we're just acquiring the guys uh, from all over the country. But right now, I would say that uh, we do have the great uh, lawyers team and we have two, two lawyers in-house in and we do have a lawyer office uh, that is outsourced, for example, if we need help. If we are talking for the IT part, we still uh, do not have any in-house team. It's uh, one of the best IT company in the Baltics, which called Cube agency it's it's one of the best there is it's one of the most expensive but that was the reason why we when we came to them in 2015 because we knew that they're one of the best they are for example they're the mass main uh, developers for the air baltic which was one of the main uh airlines companies there for the some government corporations here so they're great and in every perspective so we were thinking for 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 many years we're thinking that maybe we can have an in-house team but then we're still that they do have perfect team there's the perfect company so we will stay with them for at least some time uh, we do have Bible, for example, who is with our team uh, for many years right now. And the team itself, uh, with the bulk estate itself, the bulk estate is not just the crowdfunding platform. I would say the bulk estate right now is just, it's the holding. It's, it's uh, several companies, uh, real estate companies, it's the crowdfunding, it's the loan company. So I would say around 15 people right now that are working with the bulk estate itself and the uh, I hopefully I would like to stay with the Balkan state as long as, it, as as possible. But anyway, if I will leave the company there without me, there are 14 more people that I think will just making the great team. And the, those people, for example, why are we not opening our, our offices in in, uh, in Italy, for example, and in Germany, even though we, we had 
hundreds of propositions, even in Barcelona, uh, by the way, we had the propositions to open an office. And why we're not doing that? Because, for example, for me, uh, I'm not sure in the people that I, for example, we will take on board. And I, I'm, I'm not really sure that this guy in real estate or this valuation expert is really an expert. Because those guys that are working with me right now, there, I know them for 11, for 10, 15 years right now. So I know that those are the professionals. I wasn't looking for them in, in I don't know, CV online or something or monster.com. I know those people. I invited them. I, I worked with them and they just, I, I went to the lawyer and I said, you are just so perfect. I just want you to be here. This valuation guy from Dober House, I just knew him. He was one of the best there and he agreed to, to work with us. So for example, if I will go to Barcelona right now, how can I, how can I believe those guys from the CV online that those are really the experts? All of this being said, uh, I just thinking that uh, without me or with me, I think the company will prosper. But again, I hope that uh, I will stay for some time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just uh, if, if it won't be me, for example, maybe there will be some, some changes in the strategies. I would, maybe there's the new CEO, for example, will decide that maybe we'll have to go more internationally or maybe the strategies would differ but the team itself is very professional i think they can fulfill any task uh, that there is right now and speaking about location for those who are not uh, very familiar with the baltics and latvia what's the case for investing in latvia and what kind of properties do you look for specifically yeah that's a good question it's very easy so i mean if you will look to the Baltics, the Baltics were, uh, and the Latvia particularly, it was part of the Soviet Union. So in 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, the Soviet Union, especially in here, the Latvia was becoming bigger and bigger, I would say, every year. And then Riga, for example, which is the capital of Latvia, in uh, 80s, uh, it just became, it was one million uh, population, which is very, very large for this kind of city. And there was no place to live in here. So the Soviet Union started to build those, uh, I would say, some kind of boxes, those houses in, in just, I, I think I think it was uh, with East Germany as well, and uh, in Nepal, and then then in in every USSR country, they built it very uncomfortable, very bad houses, but a lot of them, so that they will to fulfill all the needs. So, what we do have right now, for example, we have uh, those houses in a bad shape. The banks are not giving the loans if you want to buy a flat there, but there I mean there are hundreds hundreds of those houses there. Are, Tens of thousand people living still those. And for example, the demand right now for a normal house, for a normal flat is just enormous. Still, even though we're 30 years in independence, it's still just enormous because the, those houses are de deteriorating. And what we're looking, of course, uh, right now, we're looking for the houses which are, for example, built before the second or the, even the first World War. Mostly those houses are located, of course, in the city center. What we're doing that we're buying those houses, we're renovating them, and we're selling those by the flats. For example, because of that, to renovate house, it's much uh, cheaper, for example, in Riga, rather to build one. For example, if you want to build new house, multi-flat house, you will have to spend, I would say, 1,400 by 1,500 euros just, it will just to build it. Then you will have to sell it. Then there's the profit. Then there's the VAT. And then you have to sell it for 2,000 euros at least. 
and uh, you will earn by the now 10 15 percent uh, the profit with the houses which were built before war to renovate the house it will cost you for example I would say five five hundred euros to renovate the house, and you can buy this house for seven hundred, eight hundred euros. So there is much more possibility to make the profit and to sell it in Riga city center for two thousand euros or something like that. So that's uh, the main thing. So, for example, German investors are asking us that guys, uh, where can you make this amount of profit? But it's it's not. I mean, I understand. For example, for the old Europe, if you're to make 6% per annum, uh, this is just something enormous. But in Riga, in Estonia, in Tallinn, in Vilnius, it's, it's not really a problem. If you, But again, you have to act fast. You do not have four months uh, to decide if you want to buy this house. Because without you, there are several other investors that are searching for the properties as well. So that's why what our team is doing, it's there constantly searching and they're constantly looking for this kind of properties to buy and then we have this i don't know three four weeks and then we have to inform an investors raise some money and then we have to buy this so it's it's multi-flat houses if we're speaking about the development but if we're speaking about loans to the third parties it's every property with a normal valuation from two or three large real estate companies because we're not taking every valuation on board we're taking right now valuation only from three companies in here so because i mean valuation also can vary it's up to 20 percent sometimes so that's why we took on board our own valuation expert because again you can see you can one property but you can give me two valuation with a 20 percent uh, difference and for example when it comes to default those 20% will be just like 50% because uh, those 20%, there's everything that, that, yeah, that we have to get back. So, Well, with regards to valuers, uh, it's important that they are accredited. They are professional. Yeah, of course. That's, that's from, by the law. Yeah, from my experience, uh, sometimes they have a bit of a parameter and they go high when they are given an assignment by somebody who would like to borrow, and they tend to go low if they are valuing the property for somebody who's going to lend. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the reality, I think, it's in between. Yeah, but just to, to understand, uh, when there was a crisis in 2008, especially in the Baltics, uh, there was a crisis uh, with evaluation experts as well. So right now, if I'm uh, not mistaken, I would say they could be even uh, the criminal prosecution for the valuation expert. If, for example, he will provide us the valuation and then someone, for example, you as an investor will write to the valuation association in Riga and you will inform that, guys, look, that's just, just nonsense. And uh, he could uh, criminally be prosecuted. So uh, the, the, the valuation are done in uh, first, the main thing that how valuation are, is done in, uh, in Riga, for example, he has to take into account if, for example, if he is making the valuation of this house, for this exact house, he has to take into account the prices that, for example, the same house or the same flats were sold in the last 12 months in, in, exactly. in this area. So, for example, if someone, if everything around was sold for 1,500 euros 
and he is, he is giving you 2,000 euros for this swap, then uh, I mean, he, could, he can uh, lose his uh, certificate. Or license. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's quite hard in Riga. But, but again, I agree with you. As I said, there could be, because the relation is just an opinion in a sense. So that's why we're double checking every valuation because I mean, you can give our, your opinion, of course, with a certificate that you could sell this house for 100,000 euros. But that's why our expert, which is a Sandis on our platform, he's double checking. And uh, sometimes he's saying that Igor, 80,000, that's maximum. And then this is LTV from what he is saying, not the valuation expert. Obviously, so LCV, of course, is from the valuation. But then in this case, if we would say that, okay, we, will, we could give you 70% LCV with your valuation. And, and then Sandus is saying that, Igor, it's for 20% less, then we will give you only 50% from uh, your value. That's, again, I mean, I would say that's one of the main differences, in my opinion, between uh, Balka State and other uh, crowdfunding platforms is that I, I always saying that bulk estate is more like a real estate company with a crowdfunding opportunity. So because we do have, as I said, we do have valuation experts, we do have designers, we do have two sellers for, for the property, we do have uh, two project managers who are just working with the construction, we do have uh, two construction companies that we, are, we have an agreement that we're working only with them, we do have architects in place. So I would say just it's just a developer real estate company with a crowd funding opportunities i would say uh, yeah i would say so yeah so i I wanted to emphasize this point that igor's made about being a real estate company first and foremost because uh, i've been investing in many companies and most of the ones that went bad were actually tech guys who founded a crowdfunding platform be it in consumer loans or in Mm -hmm. real estate because in reality they don't have any idea how things really work no, Obviously, because that's very easy. It's, it's very it's easy for easy. me myself. I can set up a website in no time. Exactly, but real invite, estate. I mean, real estate people. itself. It's not very easy. Yeah, I have to. Know, I have to know the market. And on the other hand, you did you did the right thing by going and hiring an external IT company, which you trusted, rather than trying to build things yourself when you didn't have that expertise, because that would yeah, exactly exactly that would also perhaps involve security issues, which we've also seen on other platforms. Yeah, just, just uh, I will just add with that. Exactly, you, you are correct. I'm, I'm not the tech guy. I'm, I'm just, uh, I mean, maybe it's easy to find IT guys, uh, I mean, the, the programmers, but it's just not my expertise. So I thought that maybe I will leave it with the professionals. Maybe it will be a little bit more expensive, but uh, those guys do have, I mean, 20 years of experience in IT, obviously, they will know better than me. And uh, for example, I will know better in the real estate than them. So let everyone uh, do what they do best. And I'm not the IT guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And just to continue on the properties that we we were talking about, do you look for a specific kind of property? You already mentioned like uh, central apartments, but I'm also seeing on the website a lot of investments where there's like plots of land or houses that don't look specifically to be in the center. Yeah. As I said, 
uh, we are open uh, to loan uh, to every property that we feel confident with. If, for example, if our lawyers are saying that guys from, from the legislation point of view, there's everything is fine. And then, for example, Sanders is saying that because I, I always, that there is, when there is an opportunity is coming, there's, for example, there's uh, application for the loan is coming. I always asking guys, will we be able to sell it and to get this, this kind of money that he want from us in, in a, in a fast? way so for example and the, and if someone is saying there could be some issues then there are two ways either we'll refuse or we will lower the, the ltv then then again then then uh, but uh, so in that's in that case if there is a landlord is coming or there's a private house not uh, near the main city but it's a nice place and we're able to sell it quite fast and easy then uh, we will give the money but if not if we if there's some doubts uh, then obviously we're not giving anything so yeah but then then the bulk estate as i would say the bulk estate is quite quite an expensive uh, platform so if you compare it to a state guru uh, state guru right now is giving money for 10, 11%. We're still keeping uh, the interest rate quite high, let's say 14, 15. So we have to understand, will we will be able to get not only the principal amount, but we'll be able to get the interest rate, which is quite high, because at the end, it's, it's the principal amount plus 15%. So it's it's already so. For example, if you took a hundred thousand, then you will have to return hundred and fifteen. So yeah, there's there's uh, yeah. And how are the repayments done? Are they all the same? Do they pay like interest every month and principal at the end, or there are different ways of doing? Most of the time, I would say it's only at the end of the maturity date, because for example, with the development project, especially, uh, there is no money flow to pay you in a, on a monthly basis so most of the time i would say it's at the end of the maturity i would say from 90 project or something like that that we've financed so far i would say maybe only 10 had uh, monthly payments <laughs> yeah well the monthly payments obviously i would say i don't know if, if the lawyers will agree with me but for example Maybe you can react faster in a way that, for example, if you took the loan and uh, at the six month you stop paying monthly, then we still have six months to go to get the money. So if you understood that you are unable to pay, then we can we can engage with with this auction and all all the rest. But for example, if there is only uh, two weeks to go till the maturity rate, and you are informing us that guys, sorry, I won't be able to repay, then in this case, then there will always be a dealer. So, but again. Most of the time, it's 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 uh, once a year payment. Yeah, I think from an investor's point of view, the big like the moment of truth is really at the end when the principal is due because I think most people can repay the interest, but the the moment yeah. of truth is when you have to pay the bulk sum at the end, and exactly. that's where the default happens typically. Yeah, Igor, um, these investments are they uh, end finance in the sense um, that. The developer first puts in his own money and then, for example, if it is um, a loan to value of 70%, he puts in the first 30% himself and then the 70% would be held by, say, a custodian or trustee and this custodian pays the contractors directly. How does it work? It depends on the project. We had numerous models that we, we financed. For example, we had one 
where there was a loan from the bank. Uh, then this developer invested his own money and he still needed, uh, I think, somewhere around 30% from, from the crowdfunding money, which was uh, very, very expensive for him. But anyway, the bank... Uh, it uh, agreed on that there was no for example any mortgage but there was lots of the guarantees but but the interest rate was very high for example in this project it was 21 percent for example if we're speaking because of the lack of a first mortgage right exactly exactly because the risk were high and uh, it's, it's it's it depends. I mean, there there was there was some projects where there's a crowdfunding, and uh, you the developer is putting his own money, which was with the blow money thirty four. I would say the projects Alexandra Apartments itself. Uh, this money, obviously, he used this money to we bought him out from from the bank. For example, that's a, an example for you that he rather go went for for the crowdfunding money, which is more expensive than than keep uh, that stay with the, with the bank because it was. Uh, I mean, there was lots of issues and the problems with the bank. He he invested his own money as well as as the crowdfunding money. So. It's up to the projects, I would say, but uh, it, it depends. It, there are lots of models that, that we're looking at, and there are lots of models that we're, we're agreeing at, and uh, yeah. Okay, let's take a practical example. You want yeah. to raise 300,000 euros, say? Um, first of all, do you have an underwriter that is if you don't raise all the money? What happens? Do you send the money back or, or you fall on the underwriter? If we are speaking about, uh, for example, if we are unable to raise the money, uh, which in the history of Balkan State was only once when we published an object exactly when the COVID strike the Baltics, it was the same day and obviously we were unable to, to raise it. But uh, there are several things I, I would say. First of all, we have to uh, get an agreement with the borrower. Uh, what will he do with this money? And will this money uh, will be enough to fulfill, for example, all the obligations that he uh, that he decided to, to to do? For example, if if we are saying that three hundred thousand euros is needed to buy a house, and he is saying that without those three hundred thousand, he won't be able to fulfill the obligation, then obviously we will just return the money. But if we're speaking about, for example, some kind of renovation works and that he is, he is needing those 300,000 and uh, we're able to, to raise only 200,000, we can get an agreement with him that, for example, okay, right now it will be 200,000, we will inform investors that this amount will be enough. And then, for example, we will publish another stage in a few months' time. So it depends on the situation, uh, but but again, if if we are speaking about acquiring a new property and the three hundred thousand is all he need and he is unable to buy it, then we will be able to when will we be forced to to send the money back? Obviously, we are not keeping those. Okay, but, but again, in the I, case just, of a renovation, Igor, um, do you give yeah. the money to um, a trustee or a custodian and he pays the contractor, or you? give all the money immediately to the developer who let's face it can run away with the money yeah that's that's a good question so for example it's it's again it's it's all the matter of uh, the valuation and the property itself for example if we're speaking about that there is a property and he owns the property and there is the house uh, for the valuation of i would say just 
roughly it's uh, 1 million euros and he need from us uh, 300,000 euros which give LTV of 30% for example in this case i would say that we will give the money to him and no b- because he is just uh, he is just raising the money for the renovation but it's it's up to him how he will use this money because the main thing for us again is the property but if for example we are speaking about something some project which is a little bit more harder for example if you are coming to us and you are saying that um, we have lots of those for example you are saying that you have a land plot which is quite large and the land plot valuation is for example 300000 euros on on this land plot you want to divide this divide this land plot for the lots of small land plots and you want to build the small houses in every of those and for example you will need to raise 500000 euros which is i don't know which is 120 lcv so in this case if we will go with you then obviously what we will do we will raise the money and then we will ourselves transfer the money to the construction workers and then we will on a regular basis evaluate the property if it's if it's rising in, in the valuation. So what so I mean you is will that have a project engineer who would monitor the project. We have the, we have the project uh, we have the project uh, as I said project two project managers who are just uh, th- there will be an agreement between us Oberhaus which is the valuation expert and obviously there will be constant work those guys will be making all the valuations all the time on the constant, on a regular basis. And for example, we will try to keep this LTV below, for example, the 70 or 60% that we agreed before. So that, that would be the case. If, if, for example, you want 300,000 euros, we will transfer 50,000 euros, for example, on 100,000 euros to the construction workers. You will, this construction works will be done for those 100 euros. Then we're sending our people. They're saying that, yeah, guys, okay, the property value raised for those 100,000 euros. Then it's okay. Then we can continue. But if not, then obviously we'll, we will stop this. But in, in this case, to, to answer your question, yeah, we will transfer the money directly to the construction company, not to the borrower, which we're doing quite often. And we're just uh, providing the information that it's just uh, agreement between, for example, Balta State borrower and the construction company. And then we're sending it to, to the construction company on behalf of this loan, notary loan agreement. So that, that's what we do then in those cases. Because I agree with you, he can, he can run away with the money and then we will end up with a project where we have LCV of 100% and we won't be able to sell it. And so maybe we'll be able to get the principal, but we won't be able to get the interest. Rate. Yeah. But again, with the crowd. What is the, the duration of these projects? How long? Two years, three years max? No, it's, it's, uh, we, the, the maximum that we're giving it's 23 months, but with the option to refinance. But again, uh, because the money with the, with the bulk estate especially is very expensive, then uh, there is no developer that is going for the, for the crowdfunding money, knowing that he will be forced to stay with the project for two or three years. Because the crowdfunding money is so expensive that it will eat in all your profit. So I would say most of the time what we're looking at the development projects, I would say that's the maximum 23 months. So most of the time, those are the properties with the architectural projects already in place most of the time. Because, for example, to just to, just, to get this architectural project, it will take you 
I don't know, six months at least in Riga. So it it depends from every project. That's that's why the people are coming here, and for example, we're sitting with the team and we're trying to help them. And obviously, we're, if there's a good project and if we see the potential there, we're trying to help the developers. We're trying to get the model and agreement. How can we use the crowdfunding uh, to help them? And uh, yeah, but again, are the uh, contractors reliable? Yeah, that's uh, in Riga. You are not paying in advance. For the contractors, I mean, all the agreements with the companies is that, for example, there are some works that been done. Then he is providing you with all the documents, with all the the list that the works that's been done. You're just going to the construction object. You're just double checking this, this, this. Okay, it's signed, and then you're transferring the money. It's not the other way around. But do they deliver so, on time? I would say rarely that they deliver on time. I don't know. Is there any construction companies that deliver on time? Well, there is always put, a can delay. put pressure on the developer in meeting his interest obligations, no? Yeah, but uh, again, uh, for example, uh, with the development projects, uh, what's good is that you don't have to wait uh, when the construction works are finished to start selling the properties. That's the main beauty of that. For example, with the houses, uh, multi-flat houses, as I said, uh, which you are renovating, you can start selling flats when you have this facade, for example, when the work started for the facade, you can already get the people in and you can start selling because people understand that uh, what it will look like in the future. So that's that's how the market operates, at least in here. So you don't have to wait, for example, if the construction workers told you that uh, we will need 12 months uh, for the construction work to be finished, you can start selling in a six-month time. And for example, if you are start starting selling, then, for example, you can start paying for the construction from the selling, and you can, again, start to repay the crowdfunding from the selling. You don't have to wait till the, till the end. So it's, it's, not, it's not as a, this uh, new construction, as I said. That's, that's the main difference if you are building from the scratch, because when you are building from the scratch, you have to finish the building, and then only you can sell. That's, that's, that's the law requirement, for example, in Latvia. But if it's just a renovated house, you can start selling it right away, for example. But obviously, you do not want to start selling when it's just the chaos in the building. Obviously, you want to, the picture to be a little bit uh, more beautiful. So, yeah. Well, in these situations, the loss of the country, you know, the ethics of the country, um, discipline in general, I think they all have a major impact. I noticed that you are from Estonia, right? But you operate mainly in Latvia. Yeah. Is there any particular reason for that? Is it because of regulation or something like that? It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not a secret. It's, uh, it's mostly because of the regulation, because Estonia is very open for the crowdfunding platforms. Is uh, uh, I mean, the legislation is a little bit different. The, the difference is, is that, for example, in Latvia, if there is nothing is said by the crowd about the crowdfunding itself in the laws, then it's forbidden. In Estonia, if there is no legislation, then it's allowed, but you have to obviously fulfill uh, some rules and some obligations. For example, with Estonia, now uh, we're holding a uh, financial institution license, for example, uh, in Estonia, which uh, under which we have to, there, there are several requirements that we have to fulfill. We have to inform financial police 
regarding all the IML uh, procedures. We have to send them uh, the IML procedures that we're using every once a year. We have to inform them. There are several applications we have to fill. So there, there are several requirements that, that we have to fill in with, with as, as a financial institution. Then there is the financial finance Estonia. This is the association which have this, I would say, the sandbox rules which we have to be aware of again and there's some some things that we have to fulfill again so but it's again it's it's much more easier that's why we are officially in Estonia we do have a company there we do have a special co- contact person it's, it's just I don't know even how to explain it it's it's an official representative of the Baltic state in Estonia that are for example representing Baltic state with all the Uh, official institutions in 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 Baltic state it's uh, Grand Thornton uh, one of the largest audit uh, companies i think it's it's familiar all of, all over the world so but but if physically we're in 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 Riga with all our team because all my team is Latvians it's not except one we have uh, our country representative in Germany who is in Stuttgart who is who is a German Simon Noy Who is, who is there in Stuttgart, yeah. But all of the team is here, here in Riga, and that's why all of the property objects are mostly in, in Latvia, not in, not in Estonia. Therefore, if I understood you well, the um, legal framework in Estonia is easier, rather a bit lax when compared to Latvia. Do I understand well, or the other way around? I mean, it's, it's uh, for example, in, in Latvia... Uh, To, to work and to raise money and to use the Latvian language. That's why, for example, if you will look on the Balkan state and if you look for any marketing material, we're not advertising ourselves in Latvia whatsoever. We do not have Latvian language. We do not have Latvian uh, posts, uh, newspapers or something like that. But uh, it's just forbidden. I mean, it's it's not lack of or, or something. But uh, In Estonia, it's it's allowed, but again, uh, but you have to fulfill some obligations. But where everyone is hoping that this in in 2021, the new legislation will come in place, uh, Central European legislation, which will be one for every country. Because right now, for example, if you want to have the license in Portugal for the crowdfunding, there will be one regulation in Germany. There will be something in other in, in Finland. The, It's the third one. So, and because of that, it's quite expensive because we're, for example, we were considering, we had some propositions from the Portugal as well, and we were considering to get the license from there. But again, it's just something completely different that is here for here in Estonia. So we're hoping that in 2021, finally, there will be legislation and we will all, we all work, we'll work under, under one rules uh, in every country. But do you feel that you are basically already compliant with uh, what's expected to come i would say this we're still waiting i mean no one knows exactly i mean there there's some rumors that uh, what will be regarding the capital and regarding uh, the board members and all the rest i i don't think there will be any issues with us because we're preparing and uh, but again uh, no one knows unfortunately what to wait and uh, everyone because every country as i understand 
is proposing its its own legislation, is proposing its own points. But again, it's up to, I would say, larger countries, uh, so France, Spain and Germany, obviously, to, to just decide what those points will be. And I hope they won't be, they won't be very harsh. And uh, I very hope that they won't make the crowdfunding business uh, just unprofitable and uh, too expensive just to operate, which I hope uh, won't be. Well, one question that comes to mind is the type of know your client um, measures or procedures yeah. that you have to go through with your clients. Yeah, but uh, the KYC is, uh, for example, with the Balka State, we introduced it last Thursday. Finally, we signed an agreement with the Onfido. I think we spent uh, lots of months uh, just to integrate it with our platform. From Thursday, it's in place. For every new investor, it's it's uh, compulsory. For every uh, existing investor, we gave you one month's time to just uh, finish the KYC with Onfido. As I understand, Onfido is the main platform for the Revolut, is the main platform for the state guru. So it's on board with the bulk state right now, finally. So, yeah. And again, if we are speaking about know your client from the investor point of view, then we do have this Onfido and KYC. If we are speaking about know your client from the borrower point, then uh, we have this notary act, which is better than any Onfido or something like that, because that's the notary. They are just, I would say, insane in the case of in the case of IML and where the money is going to. And again, the know your client from the perspective for of the borrower because we are a financial institution in Estonia that's one of our obligations to know your client from the borrower perspective that's why we have this IML procedure in place which are quite harsh which is obliged by law again in Estonia so and the procedures I think- to be followed by the notaries I imagine would vary according to the place where the property is located, right? Yeah, of course. If you're speaking about the Latvia, then obviously uh, all the agreements are signed with, by, by the notary. And the, the notary is, is here in Riga. So it's only we're using the one main notary who is, uh, how to say, the chairman of the notary board. So we, we took I mean, the most insane guy. But again... Uh, because of that, and for example, when uh, those defaults or delays are coming in place with us, then where I can I can sleep uh, quietly because I do know that we have the most insane notary, and obviously he double checked every point. So well, insane in the sense that he is he is very, very uh, exactly <laughs> yeah he's very aggressive. I would say yeah. Um, well, last question from my side before before yeah. I leave it up to Jean to. <laughs> As the last questions. With regards to tax, let's say I am from Malta, I want to invest uh, with you. If I um, participate in a loan, I would imagine that there would be no withholding tax because it is passive income, interest, and then I would be taxed in Malta. Mm-hmm. If, however, I invest in uh, one of those group buying deals, maybe, um, where you buy property, etc., possibly I would suffer tax. In Latvia, if the property is in Latvia, maybe you can expand a bit on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's so perhaps, yeah. perhaps let's talk about the group buying thing, because that was okay. what I was going to ask you, because I think that's quite unique as well amongst yeah. the, all other platforms. And it's something that I find really interesting. So uh, what we've been talking about so far is the typical 
property where there are 200, 300, 400 investors investing in one property and each has like 100 euro, 1000, whatever. But then there's another part on bulk estate, which is called group buying, where mm-hmm. if I understand correctly, you can buy an apartment. So the idea is that you have the whole complex being sold at once at a lower pl- price because it's being sold at once. And as an investor, I can buy a whole apartment, right? That's that's right. Yeah. So the group buying, I would say, is just uh, that's the main product that gives uh, the bulk estate uh, profitability. I would say that uh, every project uh, that we introduced and that we finished to give the bulk estate hundreds of thousands of euros of profit. That's why we're able to sustain ourselves uh, even uh, in, in the COVID period because the crowdfunding itself. Obviously, it's not so profitable because we're not as large as, as, as a state guru and we're not planning to scale up uh, as, as those monsters, for example. So we want to keep our 15 million euros a year. And uh, I would say it would be it, it's just it just one where we want to keep ourselves and just to keep the default rate as low as possible. So the group buying uh, is it's the unique product. Uh, and. The idea came from that, that, for example, you have a property owner with a lot of, with, with a multi-flat house. And for example, for some reason, he does not want to sell uh, this house by flats. Uh, for example, there, there are several reasons. Maybe you are not president of this country and uh, you just don't want to, I mean, just to sit there and, and uh, to sign 50 agreements. That would be also one another reason is that uh, you have a mortgage from the bank. And most of the time, especially in Latvia, banks won't allow you to sell uh, the property by flats. That's because they do not want to sell the high liquidity flats and then uh, keep this, this something, something bad properties. And there, will be, there could be several reasons, for example. And again, and he's selling this house. But for example, the price for this house is quite high. For example, that the house this Blaumann Street Nine, the, the property owner wanted to sell this house, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, for six something million euros. It's it's quite a high price for this for this house because, for example, as a developer, then you you have to understand that you will yes. invest. When we're talking about house, we're talking about the whole building, right? The whole house. It's, it's so, lots of apartments. Yes, yeah, lots of apartments. And for example, you as, as, as a developer, you understand that it's 6 million, for example, you can buy this whole house with a 50, would say, apartment. You will have to invest at least one and a half million for the renovation works. And at the end, you will have seven and a half million. And uh, you will be able to sell this house by flats for, for the same seven and a half million. So there are almost no profit. And what we are doing, then we are introducing this group buying. And what we're saying is that, okay, you don't want to sell it though, this house by flats. It's fine with us. What we will do, sign the agreement with us for the three months. And we will sell it, you all the house by flats. But then... The deal will come in place only then if we will have 100% buyers. So you will, you will just will go to once to a notary, you will sign it and you will sell it as a whole, but there will be 50 buyers, for example. So what is gives, what it gives to him? He's got uh, the house for the price that he wanted to sell. But what it gives to you as the end buyer, you are buying this as a, in a wholesale. 
but one flat. So it gives you enormous discount. So for example, with this Blumen Street, we have a discount of around 20%. But for example, the, the deal that we finalized uh, at the beginning of this year, which was the Measure Street, I think that there was a discount in some flats for almost 40%. So obviously we had a queue that was standing in this house that wanted to see those flats. And then what we have, so we're selling this, this house right now, we'll have uh, a profit. You as an end buyer will have a great flat in the city center, just in the height of Riga with a large discount. And then, yeah, th there are several things that, that what you can do. Obviously, if you're a resident of Latvia, it's quite easier for you. Then you can renovate the flat, you can rent it out, for example, or you can sell it. If you will sell it, of course, there is already there's a profit there because there is a difference for 20, 20% at least. Of course, if you are a resident and you didn't consult it with the tax advisors, then you will have the tax of around 20, 25% from the difference. On those 20%, you will have this, this tax that depends on are you a company or a physical person. But uh, I think it will be the same if you are a non-resident. But again, in every case, we are obviously all the time we are suggesting to contact the tax advisor because there are several ways that you can optimize uh, the taxes, as as, as they are saying that. But but again, yeah, that's the group buying. And that's what we want to establish. Uh, we want to to publish at least. I mean, our dream is to publish at least publish at least six projects a year, I would say, for the group buying. And we're looking right now, not only to Riga, but we're working uh, with this project for the whole Europe because that's the unique project. And we are planning to maybe, with this kind of deals, we're planning to go to go further because the idea is to give, the we want to give the developers or the house owners or the real estate companies the opportunity to sell those houses by themselves to, to allow bulk estate to be just just the platform as, as a marketplace for example as a mintus we would like to for example you as a house owner we would like you to put the project on the bulk estate with our help for example with the help of lawyers with some suggestions but to sell it yourself Again, with the help of a real estate company, because Bulk Estate is not selling any house themselves. We are working with the real estate companies. But for example, in this Blau Ministry, there was a company called InCity, which uh, made this, all, all, all those selling points with the Measure Street. There's another large company called Starlex. That's the idea. Bulk Estate is provi providing uh, the expertise. I mean, in, in a sense of it's a platform, it's the lawyers because our lawyers are experienced because group buying is it's quite quite hard deal from, from the law perspective. And you are, for example, as a real estate company, you are just selling. And so in, in cooperation with you and the Bulk Estate, we can fulfill those deals and we can make profit uh, because we are sharing the profit with the real estate companies. And you can make a lot of profit as a real estate company, whereas a bulk estate, the seller can, can buy the property with just enormous discount and the buyer can, send, uh, can sell the property on, on, on the price that he, he wanted to, to sell before. So we had a meeting today, for example, with the developers of this Blumen Street now, and I'm, I'm just looking that this project is great. I mean, just... Uh, 
I'm pleased for those guys who participated and who who bought the flats because I I, I believe that uh, next year, for example, they will be able to renovate the, those flats. They will be able to rent them out, and they will be able to sell them with at least twenty percent. Uh, uh, how to say it, profit? Uh, we do have even first uh, this year. We do on the Blomin Street. There's a German investor participated, and he is coming on August. He will sign all the papers, and we will help him obviously to renovate the flat and uh, to sell it in the future. That's one more idea that we want to introduce this product to buyers outside of Latvia. For example, if you will decide to buy a flat, so what we want to want to introduce this this service for you as well. For example, that we will help you to buy, that we will help you to maybe so with the renovation works that we will. For example, in advance, we'll give you the construction cost that this flat will require, for example. And uh, we will help you to sign the agreement if you want to rent out this flat with, with for example, the Soberhaus, which is the largest right now. Or even with the Sotheby's, for example, or CBR or the Colliers, because Latvia uh, has all those all those real estate companies that can be in, in between, uh, for example, with the Balkan state and, and you. So that's the project that we're working on. And... Uh, the COVID a little bit uh, slowed us down, but but uh, yeah, but that's the idea. All right. So so what I understand that as an investor, this type of deal would be more profitable than the other deals that we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's there's it's, more uh, work as well, no? That's a different time. I mean, if if we're talking about the crowdfunding, then then you can invest uh, starting from 50 euros in here you have to understand that this in Blomina street i think the smaller check was for 40 something thousand so if you are ready to invest 40 something thousand and you and you are ready to wait for example or you want to there i mean you want to rent it out and you have to have a portfolio of flats all over the europe then that's a great product because that that's that's for example i i, I don't know how, how this platform called uh, Brick finance or something like that. So his idea is that he is buying the flats all over the Europe. He renting, renting them out, and you are just as an investor participate. But in group buying, you can uh, yourself uh, be this 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 owner. But again, it's it's up to you. How are you able to transfer, for example, to the Latvian bank or to the Baltic state 50,000 euros? You are. IML procedures is fine with you because the bank obviously with this kind of money he will ask uh, to provide you all the necessary information even though the bulk estate is not obliged by law to do that and and you will have to understand that you will at least two times you will be you will be obliged to fly to Riga because uh, you will have to sign the documents via the notary then um, yeah but if you are ready with that and then, then yeah I like the Baltic so and I wouldn't mind spending say two months a year in my own apartment in Riga. Yeah. So I, I am at very attracted to this idea. What stops me in reality is like when I buy the apartment, first of all, I would need to see it first uh, in reality. Yeah. But let's say I go and see it. I buy it, but then I don't know anyone in Riga who can do the refurbishment and all this stuff. And that's what I need. That's the missing yeah, piece yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. I understand, understand you. I, I, I mean, that's what we're working at. That, for example, 
uh, we will inform you and provide you all the information regarding this. For example, the construction company, the name of the company that you will be able to, for example, double check because at least with a lot of all the construction companies, they're officially registered. They do have a licenses and you can double check them. For example, there will be a representative if you will want to rent out this lot, this, for example, representative from the Oberhaus and you will be able to contact him directly without the bulk estate. So that's the service that we're working on. And uh, yeah, because I do understand that there's, again, it's, it's uh, I would say, uh, with the, all the crowdfunding platforms, and not only, I mean, the main reason why you're investing or you are not investing is just the trust with the platform, I would say. And then in here, obviously, I can tell you anything I want, but again, do you trust me or not? That's that's the main case because, I mean, it's it's hard to spend 50,000 euros at least for a flat uh, in a city you never you never seen. And in, 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 the, in the house, you, you don't even know. I mean, maybe it does not exist. Is it really for the thousand? I mean, it's the, the cheapest. The cheapest flat I would say for these houses was uh, two flats. The small, the one. It's it's not even one bedroom. I would say. maybe one bedroom flat. This was those are very small, but it was around uh, forty or fifty square meters. We only need two of those. But most of the flats in these houses. Uh, I would say starting from seventy-seven thousand, and it's up to uh, three thirty, something like that. Yeah. So the the That's price is quite, because in Malta, yeah. forty thousand euros, you don't even buy, you know, the whole as soon as you enter the apartment. Yeah, Not but again, it's, it's, the 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 prices were, uh, for example, for the the prices in here, we, we sold it for thousand. 1,100 euros, I would say, per square meter. And uh, uh, valuation experts are saying that if, if you will renovate this flat, you will be able to sell it up to 2,000, for example. So there's, there's, uh, that's why the group buying is selling uh, so very fast. And we have at least 30% of investors that uh, never even looked to the property because they do know that, for example, it's fourth project right now with the bulk estate and it's just uh, no if we're if if i'm saying you that this is a great uh, property then that's that's uh, that's true yeah well the baltics like Malta are young yeah. are young countries in europe they are small countries but they are fast developing they yeah. have uh, good um, human resources a lot of expertise their educational system is good. Um, I think there are plenty of opportunities. There's a lot of upside. But as John was saying, uh, you have to have somebody, an anchor in the country to lead you through. Otherwise, if you don't know the place, you don't know the environment, uh, it becomes risky. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's why I want I want this anchor to become bulk estate in the future. So, Because I want to... Uh, not to be able to sell those flats only for the Latvian residents. I want to be able to sell those flats for non for the European residents because in this in this in this case we will be able to sell even faster. And in this case we won't we won't need three months. We will need only one month, for example. Yeah, I mean, especially for like let's say me in Barcelona, prices here are stupidly expensive, you know. Yeah, and I, if I, I compare that. the quality of apartments in the Baltics compared to Barcelona, it's either the same or better in the Baltics. So if the returns are even better, then why would I buy an apartment here? Why shouldn't I spend the same money to buy two apartments mm -hmm. in, in Latvia? You know? 
So makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So you are talking about the taxes where before we started talking about group buying. Uh, maybe we'll recap exactly what the question was. Well, let me repeat. In the case of bulk buy of group buying, sorry, mm-hmm. I would imagine that the tax comes in when you sell the property eventually. Let's say um, somebody from outside Latvia, for example, Malta or Spain, therefore investing there, putting the money there, buying a property. You have to pay the um, the stamp duties normally, things like that, and the registration fees. Then when you sell, you have to pay the capital gains tax normally mm-hmm, exactly. or some kind of sales tax. Um, then when you repatriate the profit, if you repatriate it to your own country of origin, that can become a little bit dicey. And maybe there's a risk that you pay some other tax. But if there is a double tax treaty between if we were talking about EU countries between uh, Malta, for example, and Latvia, I think that the maximum that you would pay would be um, the highest rate, be it in Malta or Latvia. Um, in Malta, we have a maximum income tax rate of 35%. Mm-hmm. If um, you would have paid 25% in Latvia, maybe you would have to pay the difference in Malta. If in Latvia the tax would be higher than that in Malta, probably there would be no further tax. I don't know um, whether you go into these integrities regarding tax, but obviously tax can be an important feature on, uh, well, a uh, balance between buying or not, you know. From, but I, I think more or less this is how it works. I don't know whether you have more experience. Unfortunately, I would say we do not have any experience because I said uh, uh, before we only have one now buyer from Germany. We have some lawyers in Portugal, in Finland and in Germany. So, for for example, if if someone is going to buy from outside uh, Latvia, then we will suggest to maybe to, I, I would say, how, how we done it with the Germany, we just gave our, our lawyers from Estonia and we we just, uh, how to say it, we we just asked those, together. We, we just we just asked those two lawyers to make the contact and just uh, just uh, to make an agreement of, of what to wait for from the tax perspective. From the taxes, the only thing that I know that, that uh, we do have to pay ourselves uh, taxes for the Estonian resident for the physical person we have to took 20 percent uh, from from the taxes uh, for the physical person only for the Estonian residents so I don't know unfortunately for for the residents outside the Latvia or Estonia about the taxes but again that will be an issue we have lawyers and the financial consultants and the lawyers so we can arrange arrange and discuss that, that no that maybe i thought that you have an experience for example an estonian individual buying in latvia and selling in latvia what would happen I, I think that uh, in, in, in the Baltics there is there is an agreement signed. There is no double taxes, I would say. So, for example, if you sell the property, then you have to pay taxes in the country of residence of this property. So, in that case, as an Estonian resident, you won't pay anything in in Estonia if you are selling Latvia because it's it's an agreement that's signed between between those countries. I think it depends on. Uh, what agreements are signed between all those countries? So, are there and any the double tax treaty normally would regulate these issues? Yeah, but uh, in Estonia, there's, there's, you won't pay tax if you pay it in Latvia. 
But I think in Estonia the taxes are lower than in Latvia, so it's 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 not a very good case. So and so for the crowdfunding investors, which are the majority of the people so far investing in Balkan State, how would the taxation part work for them? So they invest in several opportunities, and then at the end of the year they will receive their principal and their interest, or at the end of the term of yeah. the loan. So with the Balkan State, for example, if you are from Spain, then uh, it's again, it's it's up to you and it's up to Spanish legislation. Uh, do you have to pay the taxes and when? So the only tax that we have to, as I said, to, to freeze is 20% for the physical person. With the Estonian resident, what they're doing, they're investing as a company, it's not as a physical person, just to avoid this. And uh, with other countries... Uh, it's same, for example, if you're investing with the Balkan state from Latvia, then it's up to Latvian tax authorities and that's up to you that you have to inform them and uh, you will have to, to, to pay the taxes. How much is it? It's, 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 uh, differ from, from, from country to country again. So if I made a, if I made a hundred euro profit on Balkan state, Balkan state yeah. will not reduce no, any tax. No, 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 no. So no, I'll, no. I'll just pay it. Exactly. As, uh, it's it's up it's up to you and again I think that's one of one of the things that uh, people are doing is investing from the companies we do have not not many but I would say from six six thousand uh, investors I think we have ten uh, percent that's uh, investing as a companies yeah that's also a yeah. good point no no but to be more precise linking yeah. to John's question if an individual lends to a company in Latvia or in Estonia and he gets interest, right? Interest plus principal. Do you yeah. withhold any tax on that or no? No. Right? no, no Even no. on an individual. And no. then he would have his obligations obviously in his own country. Yeah, exactly. Any except The only exception is Estonian, a physical person, not the company. Then we will withhold 20%. No, just a minute. Let, let me repeat. Yeah. If I, Joseph Galia, invest um, with you, yeah. I invest principal, then I get the principal plus the interest. Yeah. Do you withhold any tax? No. no. How come that in Estonia for... But for example, if you're... Because they are based in Estonia, so they yeah, have to abide by the law. If you're an Estonian citizen, then by the law, we have to pay the, the taxes on your behalf if uh, you're an Estonian citizen okay therefore you pay tax in Estonia exactly. on his behalf okay, okay. yeah exactly that's clear. That's clear. even though the property would be in Latvia but the loan yeah. would be given to exactly. an Estonian company okay exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool alright so yeah I think we've covered uh, everything <laughs> it was quite yeah. a grilling <laughs> it was that's very interesting fine. Very interesting, and uh, thank you for providing yeah, a very exhaustive explanation. Uh, thank you. Um, I was addressing a lot of concerns that people my age would have, and possibly even younger. And I yeah. think it's it's important that uh, when you address them, you explain them in the simple language as as you did. I think it gives a lot of comfort, and I think it uh, would encourage people to invest more. And mm. these uh, crowdfunding projects. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's yeah. not forget that investing in such uh, platforms is still a very exotic investment for most people, even my age. I mean, maybe there are companies like Germany where you're seeing a lot of money flowing to these platforms, but everywhere else, 
most people have not heard about crowdfunding yet. And if they've heard, they have a lot of doubts or they don't even trust. So mm. that's that's our aim as well with the podcast. And that's why I think every platform should have its own blog where it can talk about the different, all the different aspects related to these kinds of investments. That's, that's, that's just, just to add up. It's just what I said is uh, there are lots of, uh, <clears throat> lots of great uh, real estate opportunities where we can, we can make money in you and us. But that's why for what, that's why I'm saying that we want to <clears throat> keep uh, those 15 millions, I would say, because I don't think that we will be able to allocate, uh, for example, if someone will come to us tomorrow and say, okay, guys, we're the fund and we're giving you 50 million euros uh, just to invest. I don't think that we will be able to allocate those money and then we'll, we'll be able to provide the quality uh, product with a high interest rate. So that's why we're not scaling up, at least for now. That's why we want to keep uh, just the small, I would say, I would say club of investors. That's why we're only six thousand euros, but six 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 thousand investors, and uh, that, that's once again that we're not trying to become I don't know fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, or even uh, thirty three hundred thousand as minters. Because again, we won't be able to fulfill all the needs those those investors uh, have, and uh, so we want to keep it safe. We want to keep it maybe maybe small, secured. Just as we, as we call ourselves, just small boutique you know, crowdfunding platforms. It's just small small club. I would say that's uh, we are making profit, and we want to yeah, but with the help of an investor. So, but but again, uh, it, it's it's not very easy task to fulfill. Just to, to keep default rate near to zero and then uh, to be secured and then to keep the high 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 interest rate because once again 14 15% it's it's a very high interest rate but because we are small it's hard maybe to to get the money uh, cheaper maybe because we are not i mean because there is this large monster as a state guru who is scaling up who is who is getting tens of millions a month or something like that? It's it's not it's not even our competitor, I would say anymore. It's just another level which we are not trying to be at. And uh, yeah, we are confident where we are. And uh, with the group buying, we are we are profitable. So no need to go all over the Europe. And uh, because I'm just a little bit afraid. If if the company is going all over the Europe, for example, we will go there. I'm I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure that I will be able to to provide you the secured project in in Germany, for example, or in Spain, because I do not nothing mm -hmm. about Spain. I can is... tell you that as an investor, I would lose my trust. I would lower yeah. my trust for sure because I've already seen platforms like Housers, which have expanded yeah, yeah. super rapidly, but then I have thousands of of euros stuck in there with almost no hope of not even getting the principal back out because not even yeah. they know who the land, who the borrowers are. It's like a crazy situation. Well, that's why, for example, we're providing loans right now in Finland, but uh, it, we spend, I think, a year. Uh, we become a, a Finland crowdfunding association members. We found lawyers. We signed an agreement with them. We found brokers, real estate guys. So we spend a year 
to even trust uh, someone and then we we gave a loan that was the first uh, real estate loan with a mortgage that we provided to, to, to the Finland. I would say we, we are not uh, trusting anyone, so it's, it takes us time. So just so, so yeah. And Finland is here; it's near. It's it's. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm several hours by car from 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 here to to Helsinki. So it's for us too easy to get there. It's it's quite cheap, and uh, it's not like a Germany or or Spain where it's just. I mean, several hours by plane, and uh, yeah. Great. So to finish off, uh, what should investors, what can you tell us about what's coming, what's new on Balk Estate, what are your next plans for the rest of the year, maybe in a year's time, how Balk Estate, how will Balk Estate differ from the Balk Estate of today? The main thing that we introduced, as I said last Thursday, is there's finally KYC. We worked almost four years without that, uh, with the Onfido. Uh, we are finally are having our own blog and, and the video blog that where we will try to be more uh, more out there and we'll, we'll try to speak more with investors via all those all those services and the forum as well. What we're trying right now, I think we will we will uh, in the near future we will start uh, maybe uh, we will try to rewrite all the back end of the bulk estate platform. We want to make it. More fresh, uh, more stable, more secured. Because of that, there will be some statistic that we are uh, dreaming to, of introducing. This, for example, as the minters have this. For example, when you will, you won't have to ask me. For example, how many defaults do we have? You will be able to see this on the platform by yourself. So that's the near in the near future that that we want to introduce. Then, uh, I think that I spoke with the, the team that we have is 15 people. We are thinking right now that maybe. We will introduce all those people on our platform again that you can see that uh, it's not only those six men, but what of those, uh, because I'm all the time I'm saying it's 15, it's 15, it's 15. No one saw anyone. Uh, it's just a little bit strange. So there are some refreshments, I would say. And then uh, I hope we'll introduce some group buying deal um, in, in a few months' time. The COVID, unfortunately, uh, did... Uh, stopped uh, all, all, all this real estate for at least several months because because the Baltics, I don't know how Spain, I think it's even more harsh, but uh, the Baltics were freezed for from the March uh, till July. It was freezed, nothing was going on. It was forbidden even to, to, for example, with the construction works, it was forbidden, it was freezed. So because of that, we're having the delays with the development project, but I don't, that's just the business. I don't think there will be any problems with those. So... I think that's uh, that's enough work for the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, Igor, thank you very much for being with us and for being open with uh, your answers. And, yeah, thank yeah, you, I guys. Look forward yeah. to investing myself in this platform more than I have been doing so so far. Yeah, thank you very much. And then, if you have any questions or or your followers, then uh, yeah. yeah. Free to and maybe even even uh, the suggestions. I would be it would be great. Even for example, from from uh, the UX perspective, if there's something that is for your from your perspective is working not very very not very nice with the, with the with the design or something. When you are thinking that we have improved, or there are some several topics that you want us to write on. Because for example, right now we do have five topics that we want to write about, but again. Maybe your followers, so you will think that there are some some topics that you want us to to write about. Or then, yeah, we're happy to to do that, and uh, we're open for the 
for the suggestions. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Igor. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.